Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who are at the center of the center. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. I appreciate you doing my dumb little hand thing that I did <laughs> when that yeah. happened. It doesn't make sense, but I feel like we can start a but cult it, based on It doesn't on that. make sense, but it feels right. It does, that's doesn't all, it? That's all that matters. <laughs> Tyler, what movie did we watch? Think we, about it. Think about it. Make sure you got it. We watched Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Tyler, of all the movies we've watched for this podcast, this one, indubitably has been on my watch list the longest. Mm. Basically, this movie has been on my watch list s- since it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I remember, it was one of those things, you know, if you're a teenager and you miss the theater release of this movie, at the time, you know, I, was, I don't know. I, was, I feel like families weren't going to see this movie. It was in a weird spot. Yeah. It's weird when it came out. And then it did this thing where it won a lot of awards and was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I was always very curious about it. And then I never saw it. And now it's 12 years later and we did it. We did it together. Nailed as it. As a team. Mm. Here's the thing, Cody. I just I want to open up with a fun fact that I know you have and I'm stealing it from you right here. You. Cody, how many movies have you seen win this many awards where the director had to con- had to explain to the viewers why the title is not racist. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, nah. You have to I explain. Mean, none. I'm trying to think. There's one. There's a movie. I'm trying to think of offensive. But I've, hey, you know I've seen plenty of offensive movies. Yeah. With offensive titles. I mean, this one has to take the kick. It has to. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be like if you had. Now this is this. Is, I'm gonna be racist against white people because that's the easy group to be racist against, right? Of course. So let's imagine you made a movie about, you know, I don't know, the corporate battle between Ritz crackers and saltine, <laughs> whatever company makes saltines, and you called it Cracker Wars. Yeah. And everybody's like, that's racist. And you're like, no, it's not racist because they're both cracker companies. Everybody's like, yes, but that's a different term for, a di-, you know? Yeah. And you're like, no. Or if you use the N-word in the title of your movie. It's like the the Washington, let's that. call it the Washington football team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a rhetoric. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not racist. If you have to start a sentence with that, it's racist. What you're talking about Don't is worry, racist. Don't worry. I've been using this word for a long time. It's fine. Yeah. Don't uh, worry. So I grew up in Louisiana around a lot of people that were white. So I grew up saying cracker. Yeah. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's a term of uh, endearment. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Tyler, how did uh, how did this movie go for you? What is your first your first impression? Uh, my first impression is is not even a little bit what I thought it was. <laughs> not not even a little bit. I was completely wrong about okay. every part of what this movie was. <laughs> Interesting. Do you want Do you want to expound on that? Or are you going to wait till we're in in spoiler territory? Um. Well, I, I'll I'll expound, I guess, a tiny bit where okay. uh, it didn't uh, go the way I thought it was going to go. It didn't take place in the place that that I thought it was going to take place in. It didn't 
have the same message or story or anything that I thought it had. Huh. I was completely, uh, had a different movie in my brain. Can I be honest with you? I thought it was about some dude that came over to like, I don't know, England or the US and made a tech company from India. That's what I thought it was and became a millionaire. That's what I thought it was. All right. That's what I thought he did some business thing. this was like a Dev Patel meets Steve Jobs origin story. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was like he did something that everybody's like, no, you can't just start a company called Twitter. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad, but it was good for you. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious to dive more into that. I I did enjoy it myself. I think here's here's where I'm at. I think the movie was good. <gasps> and then I think the ending was great. Uh-huh. And one, I think once I saw the ending and how it worked out, I was like, and how well they did that part, I was like, cool. The whole movie was great. Yeah. But I think if the ending wasn't as good as it was, or you know, I I think if they didn't pull off the ending as well as they did, it would have been a much more just like, oh, pretty good movie, but not a great movie. But mm-hmm. as it stands, I think it was a great movie. Yeah. So uh, now that you've told us what the plot isn't, yeah, <laughs> of this movie, would you like to? Give us a, a spoiler-free plot synopsis. Yeah, I mean, re- the best synopsis is it's the most intense episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire you'll ever watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, there you go. Also, okay. it's in India, so there's that. Yes, India. Now, that's India, Asia. Yes. Just checking to make sure. So, is there anything else we need to say to frame up? this episode no it's just who wants to be a millionaire with dev patel yeah and the guy who plays the host of who wants to be a millionaire who's actually a contestant you taking all my fun facts yeah you can expand do you know how many rupees he won i do but i want you to say Okay, so the guy who plays the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the movie Slumdog Millionaire was a real-life contestant on The Indian Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and he won 5 million rupees. Yeah. Which is approximately... Let me check my math. Now, wait, let me stop you right there. Did you do 2008 numbers? No, this is 2020 numbers. I'm just The value of the rupee has declined significantly since then, just so you know. All right, well, if it were in 20 uh, things, I don't know when he did it because he would have went on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire probably like five years before that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it works out to like $70,000. Yeah. Which is less fun. Life-changing. That's like you never have to work a day in your life again. Oh, yeah. You can hire Deb Patel to get tea for you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Should we should we go for it? Should we go for it? I mean, just hop in this rickshaw with me, Cody, and let's speed on down our way down here, weaving in and out of the traffic and the people. Hmm? We're just going to spoiler town, you know? Let's do it. So, my first question, my first note. Remember who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Were you... 
Were you in on that phase? I remember watching a decent amount. Like for us being a family that didn't really watch game, I know some families are like, "Oh, we're a Jeopardy family," or we always watch the Prices Right. We weren't really a game show family, but in the late '90s, I watched plenty of episodes of Weakest Link, which is a terrible show. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my problem with Weakest Link. I mean, everyone knows the problem with Weakest Link. It's four dumb people and three smart people, and every round the dumb people eliminate the smart people. And then by the end, none of the dumb people can answer anything right. It's like the worst exercise of game theory ever. We're like, oh, this is yeah. terrible. It's like all the worst parts of humanity. Well, um, and wasn't the host just the worst too? Well, she's, she's just, like a. She was like, if Judge Judy was like British, if you put Judge right? Judy out in the sun for an additional like two weeks, you know, was there a, a British crazy and version? an American, or was it the same host? Because I just remember. I recall. I remember it's a stern older woman who looked like Judge Judy. That's all I remember. Yeah. Because most of my weakest link knowledge now comes from them referencing how bad of a show it was in like Doctor Who well, and many saw, other British. I just shows. saw uh, an ad for it. They're like re rehashing it. They brought it back with like, it's a, different a bad host. idea. But anyway, and then more so, we watched a lot of Who Wants to Be a Million be a millionaire which had regis which is much more fun than uh yeah. old crazy lady can you do a regis filming impression i feel like you can do it um i don't i don't want to know if i can do it or not. <laughs> it's not fair he's, he's one of those impressions i feel like everybody can do it but most people fall in the same category i, I do which is if you don't think about it and you just spout it <laughs> off you nail it and then the second you try to do a regis Impression yeah. it does it you come off as I don't know I think I usually go like t- the Terminator is <laughs> what it turns out as and I'm like I don't know why it happens that way it just does is but you know yeah I mean I can I can picture in my head I just don't want it to come out of my mouth <laughs> that makes sense uh, so yeah we watched plenty if he wants to be a millionaire and uh, this is a movie about that yeah which is interesting here's the thing. I have seen, like, a lot of Dev Patel's movies, and never this one, and this was his first movie. It was jarring to see him such a young, fresh-faced lad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. He's in that new Copper, Dave, movie about David Copperfield. I wanted, I've heard that was really good. I didn't see it, though. It's on Hulu. It was one of those, like, it would have been nice to see in theaters, but it was, you know, a hard, some yeah. theaters were playing it, but no one was going to them, and... Yeah, yeah. I should. It's on Hulu. Yes, yeah, Hulu or HBO. It's on one of the streaming things that everybody's got. I need to check that out. Yeah. So the other jarring thing about this movie, they've got the Indian head bobble. You know, it's kind of a sideways shake, a little bit, and it can mean yes or also I'm just moving my head. You know, I'm just anyway. He does that sometimes when he's like confirming his answer, and it throws me every time. I'm like, you shook your head the wrong way. You know? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I didn't notice it, but yeah. I noticed it. I do notice. I I mean, I know what you're talking about. Different countries have different uh, meanings for uh, when you move your head. Yeah. (laughs) Up and down is one thing, and left and right is a different thing, and it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Multiple countries are like, yeah, that means a thing, but we're all going to agree that it means different things. Yeah. What's that about? I think it's like, is it Rom- Romania or somewhere? It's like the it's like opposite. 
So they do the same thing, but opposite of us. Yeah. I thought it was somewhere like the Philippines was also like that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's all over the world. Yeah. So, uh, it starts showing them at who wants to be a millionaire, right? That's how the movie starts. Because they say he's about to give his final question. Maybe. Right? Oh, gosh. It's, I, I remember it starts at the game show. Because they say, or, or it starts saying, hey, he's about to answer his final question, but then he's getting beat up by the police because Ricky probably cheated. <gasps> the popo. Remember that? Yeah. Wouldn't you love to be on a game show? That's what I think. I think every game show contestant should be tortured by the police, just to be sure. You know? Well, you have to keep the integrity of the show. Yeah. Right? Here's the thing. I like to think about if the real world who wants to be a millionaire called the police and said, hey, this contestant cheated. And how the police would handle that versus how the Indian police handled this in this scenario. Yeah. The real world. I mean, <laughs> real life American police. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know how yeah. real Indian police would handle it. I don't know if no they would idea. probably do similar to what the American police would do, which is come into this room. Did you do it? Did you cheat? No. Is there any proof that he cheated? No. All right. Well, I guess you didn't cheat then. Yeah. I don't think the I don't think the car battery's coming out for for this. You know hopefully, hopefully, you know, you would hope not. Maybe in like uh you know, maybe in that really dirty country, you know. Uh the the dirty country that none of us have to say, but we're all thinking of the same Canada. dirty. <laughs> 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 Obviously. Look, Mayor of, of Toronto's course. a drug addict and the coolest guy anybody's ever met. All right. <laughs> have you shown me the mayor of Toronto? Yes. I have. Do you know it's been too long, I don't remember. He, he's a large The only white Canadian man. politician I know is uh, Justin Tr- Trudeau. And we all know Trudeau and we all wish he was the American president until he does something that we're like, mm, maybe not. But really in our hearts we all wish he was the American yeah. president. You know? John Tory. Is that the guy you're talking about? Is he a large white man? Uh-huh. Yes, then. Yeah. He got caught doing meth, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, he's very commonly drunk. <laughs> he's just a cool guy, right? <laughs> he's been married since 2014, so... Yeah, he keeps getting reelected. Oh, of course his wife's name is Barbara. <laughs> that makes so. You look at his face, and you're like, yeah, of course... Of course. There's no other name that his wife could have except for Barbara. Oh, yeah. Barb. You know she goes by Barb. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fun. So, uh, anyway, after that, they rewind. Now we're back in Dev Patel, the days of his youth. Yeah. Which gets a little sad. And I, so I kind of wrote like, oh, it's like a sad Indian Oliver twist. He's like... Gets orphaned and, uh, you know, gets nabbed up by a not fun version of uh, the Artful Dodger. And, you know, they're uh, peddling the streets to get money and such. Yeah. Here's the th- it's interesting that, like, because I thought, oh, okay, I mean, this is, you know, I just, I don't know. I didn't expect them to, you know showcase the Hindu Muslim 
problem. Yeah, in me neither. India. And I don't even early in the movie. I forget. I do forget about religion causes issues, especially when there's like a big difference between like the majority religion and like the minority religion. Yeah. Right? It happen it happens with Christianity and like Egypt, right? Where like oh Christianity is very much the minority religion there and it you know, there's some tension. I didn't even think about it being an issue in in well, India, and it uh, yeah. super is. I, I mean, guess. the whole reason Pakistan as a country exists was they were like, all right, this is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. We're splitting off a country for the Muslims to live in. And now we're going to constantly be on the brink of nuclear war with I, that I didn't country. even think about it like that. That makes yeah. so much sense, because like uh, Kumail Nanjiani, his family is Muslim. Yeah. And they're from Pakistan. But, I didn't realize that was the reason for the split. I knew that they had like a big rivalry. Yeah. And it was like they basically share a cuisine and yeah. are like, yeah, super split, but also, you know, they're like cousins. Yeah. Because it was all Indian. And it was only and like what, like 70 or 80 years ago? It was, yeah, it was right after World War One. Okay. During that split. Because I actually learned all this. Because I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until they. Did a, it was actually an episode of Doctor Who that we watched where they were there during the day that it split. Uh-huh. And the day that the split happened is one of the biggest genocides ever committed. Really? Because I think it was, um, I might have been on both sides, but it was pretty much anybody who was Muslim and still in India got killed. Really? So it was like millions of people in a day. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. I know, right? We didn't learn about that in school. When I think of India, I think of two things. I think of curry, and I think of yoga, which is not anything related to a religious genocide, you know? Yeah. Wow. It's nuts, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, whole. So it's sad because he loses his mom uh, because they're Muslim. Yeah. And their village gets raided by people who aren't into that. Yeah, which that's something I think that still happens today sometimes where guys will like, they stand on the other side of these tracks and they Mm -hmm. just run across the tracks and just beat people to death with pipes. That's crazy. It's a crazy place. That's the thing. India is like one of those places where you can go on vacation and have a lovely time, or you can be murdered. Mm-hmm. So really, I guess like any place in the world. Yeah. But it also smells bad. Oh. Well, it doesn't smell bad to them, but it smells bad to like Americans and British people. To like complex sewage systems. Here's the thing that I don't understand. The what? guy that uh, it's like. A big reason why American cities are as clean as they are because he, like, made, like, sewage drainage systems a thing mm-hmm. was Indian. And the American mm. government, I think it was New York, hired him to come over and clean up the city because it was so bad. Well, that's it, the problem. But he, he made... left India, so yeah. Yeah. he wasn't there. Because he was there. known for making their city so clean at the time. Interesting. And now it's like, yeah, it's like he left and everything fell apart. Yeah. Here's, here's the other interesting thing about this movie. Dev Patel also portrays an adult who was orphaned in India 
as a child in the movie Lion, which is another like Academy Award nominated movie. And he's an Academy Award magnet. You know. So what? Was he orphaned? What's it? And isn't David Copperfield an orphan? And didn't we just discuss how he did a David Copperfield movie? Yes. So probably I don't know. What is it about Death Patel's face that makes him so orphanable? You know, what I, is it? You know, he's, they look in his eyes and they think this is a man who's clearly been orphaned as a child. Here's the thing. He's Indian. Ah. Mm-hmm. And Americans and British people look at Indians and they're like, oh, your life must have been awful. Meanwhile, he's probably thinking, like, it was fine. Maybe it was awful. I don't know. I'm just saying the default in most Westerners' mind, I feel like, for India is that you had an awful life. Yeah. There's even the scene in this movie where they're like, we're good. Well, we're gonna show you a piece of America, and they give him like two hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like this is gonna fix your life, boy. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I mean, that's the American sure. way, Cody. Does your life suck? Here's a hundred bucks. You're welcome. I mean, sounds good to me. So here's the thing about the orphan guy. So the guy that takes the orphan, you know. Yeah, it's no. like he he goes. He's out in the in the uh, landfill, yeah. And they go and collect some some orphans to take back. Oh, are you talking about Indian Jermaine Clements? Oh, I think you mean Indian Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Now you can't unsee it. Oh, I thought about actually. What I thought was, <laughs> who's the guy who played Freddie Mercury in the movie? Rami Malek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought at first that I was like, that's Indian Rami Malek. Yeah, I mean, really, if he just had like lighter skin, he'd be a perfect Freddie Mercury. Oh yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, he rolls around. He's one of those people who are like, "Oh, this guy, this guy's trouble." <laughs> this is gonna, yeah. This is He's be so, so nice, bad. and I was like, I, "What did I turn to you?" And I was like, "I mean, it's gonna be awful." <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. everything up to that point had been awful. Yeah. He'd already jumped in the in the poopy. Yeah. which was peanut butter and chocolate. I don't think that's true. I think he was poop. That's <laughs> yeah. what I think it was. Sure. I think he jumped into real turds. Mm-hmm. But he got the autograph, Cody. And then his brother sells the autograph. His brother's the worst. For like... Pences. Here's the thing. <laughs> for... I have some rupees. I have everything a rupee, I think. Yeah. And those coins can be worth hundreds of rupees. Okay. I don't have a good read on what a rupee is worth, really. Yeah. Because a million rupees seems like it was a big deal in the movie. But the exchange rate would make it not as big of a deal. Yeah. But is a million rupees a lot of money in India? Like, what was it? Was a yearly salary in India, you know? I think it depends, right? Like, when you live in a very poor country, things are very cheap. Yeah. You know, if you're in a really poor part of India, like they were, if he was in the slums. So a million rupees would go really far there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I would say, like, so you gave, say you went up to somebody in the U.S., you gave them, what would you say, it was 70,000, which is 5 million rupees today? $70,000 about? Yeah. Like, you can put a down payment on a house... And get a used car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
it's not gonna like permanently change your life unless you invest it wisely cody mm. in meth and oh i thought you say a, uh, like a like a van that you can drive around the landfill collecting orphans that too but you need the meth first <laughs> it's like the guy with the paper clip for a house thing you know oh yeah i've seen that guy yeah Anyway, so I don't like the brother. Yeah, he's the worst. I mean, you know. Oh my god! Hold everything, Cody. Do you see that corgi out there? Oh yeah, it came by earlier today. The second round. Friggin' love corgis. Yeah. I had somebody tell me corgis were ugly once, and I am no longer How? friends with that person. I'm glad. Report them. Yeah. To the Indian police. Yeah. If somebody doesn't think corgis are cute, you just need to cut them out of your life. Yeah, you don't the need that energy. The Queen of England has two corgis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What more proof do you need? They're mm-hmm. a royal breed. They're adorable. Yeah, they're, they're precious. Look at them. They're like wiener dogs, but uh, cuter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a German shepherd, but it'll fit in your pocket. <sighs> You feel free to stop me anytime. I just... Life... If you... Okay, if you were to give me 20 million rupees today, I would... There's one thing I would do with it. I would purchase a dozen corgis. I would buy a large ranch. And I would just create uh, a corgi... A corgi haven, you know? I would breed the corgis. Herds they of corgis. would run. They would run wild. Um, I would feed them. Mm-hmm. Deserving families could come and, and adopt the puppies. I wouldn't sell the puppies, certainly. Um, but it would be a, a place for corgis to exist and and run free and and find homes and um, and thrive. Yeah, and then once you'd had a million corgis, mm-hmm. you could start a TV show. Oh, cool. It's gonna be a millionaire corgi edition. Don't tell them though. Yeah, just you want to be a millionaire? Great, you won a million, and then at the end, corgi. <laughs> like you just unleash the corgis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now we're on to something. Yeah. Now that okay. Can you okay? It's just as good as Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but with a five times better finale. Because in the end, all the corgis come out. Yeah. I think we're on to something. Remember the song from this movie? Remember? Which song? Um, is it Paper Planes? I fly like paper and can't hide like planes. I've been catching on the Oh, yeah. Forgot about that song and shame on us, you know? Mm-hmm. That, was, that song was a thing for like, what, three years? Yeah. What a great song. Didn't it just take you back? 2009? Didn't it just bring it all back for you? Took me back to my childhood growing up in India. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's here. Um, How about this? I think that was kind of a much needed break in the movie because then you kind of go from orphans to. They're still orphans, but they're having a good time uh, hustling, you know? They're a little older now. Yeah. A little wiser. They're uh, running around the Taj Mahal scamming uh, nice. Nice tourists. 
How about them on the train, dangling off the roof of the train, sneaking, sneaking on from the people in the, in the, in the train? Yeah. My first, here's the thing. They go to steal that, steal some stuff through the window, hanging upside down. And then this little rich kid totally snitches them out. What a snitch. What a snitch. Should blind that kid. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. They talked about him scooping out his eyes with a hot spoon. Yeah, the kid had his eyes later though. I don't think they. Right. What'd they do? I think they put chemicals in his eyes with the spoon to blind him. That's what I thought. I was confused when they did. So I was like, "What are they gonna do to his eye?" I was very. I didn't get that it was blinding until. A few minutes after this, I was like, oh, they were making a blind because if he's a blind singing orphan, he'll get more money than just a singing orphan on the yeah. streets. I was I was confused. I was too. I was very confused. Yeah. But it all makes sense now. Yeah. See, here's the thing, Cody. Here's why being an orphan on the streets in America is better. Because then you're just going to get sold into sex slavery, all right? Mm. You're not going to get blinded. Yes. Much preferable because it feels nice to be wanted. (laughs) Right? Is that why it's better? Yep. You know, gives you a sense of, uh, I don't know, (laughs) fulfillment. Is that what you you were going to say? It's fulfillment? Gives you a sense of fulfillment. It's something. I mean, it's a job. It pays the bills, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, bring the jobs back home. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to run for president on that. <laughs> on that platform. There's plenty of jobs he made here in America. It's just a matter of legalizing, <laughs> legalizing sex trafficking. And yeah. then we just need to legitimize and legalize it and... And so many jobs. All the jobs. All the jobs. The economy will be booming. Yeah. So, that's fun. And then again, he goes and they rescue and find Latika. Yeah. The third musketeer. The little orphan girl that he befriends and becomes part of their troop. And then he gets a little older. They lose her. Because the brother again... It's the worst. He's the worst. So then later they go, and against all odds, he finds her again, and then they save her. And the brother locks him out and, and kicks him out, and then he loses her again. Well, he's the, the whole time he's the worst. Yeah. He does shoot the Rami Malik guy, though. Freddie yeah. Mercury. Jermaine That's Clements. true. It's, it's something, but he's still a bad dude. Yeah. I'm I glad do- he helps in the end, too. But it's just there's so little to you know, he's the he's just the guy that does terrible things. Then finally he's like, ah, I already do terrible things. I guess I might as well do this one terrible thing for you. He yeah. Gets his hands dirty for, but you know it's just, I just so bad. Yeah. You know he made it so much worse than it had to be. Yeah. I do like how he just shot the guy though. You know because it's always like in all the movies it's like you know. in that situation it would always be like the guy would just walk up to him and just take the gun slowly 
Yeah, yeah. And pistol whip him. Right. And then they'd have to get out some other way. But he's just like, no, I'm going to shoot you now. So I'm going to put the pillow over here. Mm-hmm. So, I don't quite understand the pillow thing. Silent. It's for making the To help quieter. silence it? Yeah. Okay. It's just going to suppress it a little bit. There's one cool. thing I know about India. It's loud. Oh, yeah, it's when loud. When you're in the middle place. of the city, it's loud. A lot of people in India. So, yeah, so he loses her again. But then, so when they show the final, right, so there's multiple stages. There's, like, little kids, medium kids, and then adults. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just three three, three stages? Yeah, three stages. Well, third stage brother guy, we're just going to say who he looks like on three. One, two, three. Indian Bruno Mars. Yes. He looks just like Bruno Mars. It's amazing. (laughs) And I guess that no, that would have been right when Bruno Mars was like getting yeah. big, two thousand eight, right? He would have. When would he do Grenade? Is that oh nine or ten or something yes. or eleven? Here's the thing: Bruno I Mars was a up. thing at that point. I looked it up to make sure it wasn't Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I know because it looks Bruno, so much like him. Can you imagine if Bruno Mars was just in this movie? Ah, oh. anyway, it, <laughs> between the Freddie Mercury thing and Bruno Mars, I just wish there was like a third. A third music icon, you know, mm-hmm. look-alike in this movie oh, yeah. to really complete, complete it. Yeah. Alas, there was not. But yeah, no, it, it really did blow my mind. <laughs> so much like Bruno Mars. Yeah. Wait. So wait, is Bruno Mars Indian? I believe he's he's Puerto Rican, right? That's what I thought. He does say Spanish words in some of his songs. It's Bruno Mars. I didn't spell Bruno Mars right, so it's not going to auto. He is married, in case you're wondering. Google just told me it's Jessica Caban. Is Bruno Mars a brony? Is Bruno Mars a billionaire? Is Bruno Mars Filipino? (gasps) Oh. All right. I'm going to... You just look up what Bruno Mars ethnicity. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do ethnicity. I feel like it's a more respectful way to phrase it, right? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Chatting from his favorite low-key pizza shop in Los Angeles, the Hawaii bread singer discusses his mixed ethnicity. His late mother was Filipina and Spanish, while his father's Puerto Rican and Jewish. That is okay. Raised in Hawaii, quarter Filipino. Quarter Spanish, quarter Puerto Rican, one quarter Jewish. That is amazing. Here's the thing. When you're from that, like when your ethnicity spans that culture, that range of cultures, you could do anything you want. He could have been in this movie. No. It, yeah. You can't say. It's kind of like how Taika Waititi is like, oh, he's got the Maori thing going and he's got the Jewish thing going. Yeah. And it's in New Zealand. So he's kind of just like, he can do anything. Yeah. Right, he can do. He can be Adolf Hitler in a movie, and we're all cool with it. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. where he's. And I feel like Bruno Mars is kind of on the same level. Yeah, that's amazing. I thought it was going to be the like a best thing I've heard today. I was really expecting another rock or another uh, Vin Diesel situation, you know. But it still begs the question: What low key pizza shop is that? I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing, Cody. Hmm. They do things just a little bit differently. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's why he likes it. 
<laughs> do things just a little bit just differently. Just a little bit differently. And then, okay. So then I think it, maybe it's the mob boss. Yeah. I think it's mob Okay. One of those people, just a really tall Oompa Loompa, right? Right. Did you get that vibe as well? Yes. Cool. Just wanted to check in on that one. Got it. So then Latika is a... Uh, is, uh, Hooked up with this terrible dude who likes cricket and sports betting and hitting uh, women. He's the mob boss. Yeah, he's the mob boss guy. Yeah. It was just awful. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I learned one thing, and it's that Dev Patel is really bad at making sandwiches. Yeah, what Do you think he... he was bad at making sandwiches, or do you think that he was going to say, I don't like the sandwich anyway, just to get him out, because he didn't like him? Well, I was looking at what was on the sandwich, and it, it, what was it? Pe- it look, here's my... <sighs> oh, okay, tell me what you think that sandwich was, and I'll tell you what I think that sandwich was. Peanut butter, mayonnaise, and lettuce. All right, here's what I think it was. Vegemite, mayonnaise, and lettuce. <laughs> the Vegemite does sound more believable. All right. What if here's... it was Marmite? This was a British show, British movie. Um, about India. Sandwich of Slum Dog Millionaire comes right out. All right, there's two answers on Yahoo Answers. Does anybody know what kind of sandwich that is? Uh, this guy says, this can't be right. Peanut butter and a lot of chicken legs smothered in oil and whipped cream. Oh. So that's the least helpful... There's a Wikipedia page for controversial issues surrounding Slumdog Millionaire, in case you were wondering. Oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit over it. So anyway, I'm sure it was that. I looked up Binging with Baba. She doesn't have anything. Oh, okay. Isn't that, isn't that a... He would be the one to know. He would be the one to know, Cody. That's his thing. He picks out details that I don't even care about. (laughs) He also, I I love when he does some, I love when you watch one and he's like, all right, so we're going to make it do this. This is the ingredients in the show, but we're going to make it with this. (laughs) It just Mm -hmm. does something completely different. It's like, okay, sometimes I I trust you. I like when he does it exactly from the show and it's absolutely terrible. He's like, all right, so let's do a good version of this. (laughs) Here's how to make it uh, not terrible. Um, Let's see. I did think, I don't know. Here's the thing about Danny Boyle. He directed this movie. We all know who he is. Let's just name his top four movies. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No. Oh. I mean, maybe. So he directed Trainspotting. Classic. Everyone's familiar with Trainspotting, right? Yes. Classic British indie film. Ian McGregor. Heroin addict. All right. 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. Killian Murphy, probably, or, uh, you know, <laughs> the other guy yeah. that looks like him. I think it's that Jeff. one. 127 Hours. I like the movie. James Franco. You might know him as Dave Franco's older brother. And uh, Yesterday, which has the other, the other Indian actor in it, whose name I'm forgetting. Yeah, but he's in Tenet. Oh yeah, he's like the guy that uh, when they're doing the train, the plane heist. That guy. That guy. He was also in Yesterday. Anyway. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, I guess I like Danny Boyle. That's a that's a crazy resume to have, and Slumdog Millionaire. But did he also do Twenty Eight Weeks Later? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That was by the same writer, though, wasn't it? 
That is yeah. well, because like, it's, it's based on a book series. Yeah, there's like a few books. It's called, but the book is called "The Trouble with Triffids," right? Cody, you're looking at a man who doesn't know, and you're asking him if he knows. It's called the, the Trouble with no. Triffids. I'm pretty sure. All right, let's just look that up while you tell me something else. So he. Uh, no, you can do it. He works at a call center. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. But he's not important enough to make the calls. And they give him a hard time about that on the show. Cody, I've never worked in a call center, but I've worked remotely in a call center. You went to school in Idaho, so I'm assuming you've worked in a call center. Oh, yeah. I have, I mean, yeah, like the university call center. So if you were calling to get help on stuff, so yes, I certainly have. I did work at a call center. Was there someone lower on the totem pole than you when you first started there? Nope. Did you get tea brought to you? Well, yeah, I was a little confused about that because were those two different jobs? Was the call center a different job? Because wasn't the other thing... It was almost like he was working at a magazine or something, and he was the, he was like the gopher at a magazine, right? Or did he do both? I, I think know. they think it's the same company because I think what they were talking about was something to do with the phone plan. But also, those call centers don't actually like. It's not like AT and T has why, a call center. In why India. did they have like a pitch meeting though, if it was just a call center? Was it a pitch meeting or was well, it a there's training? A, okay, so what's going on this this week? And then someone didn't say anything. You know, I don't... Okay, and there's... Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. Chaiwala is a really fun word. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. Here's what I know about chai. It's a kind of tea, and I think what it is is a tea that's been spiced. Tea with spices. Spiced yes. tea. Is that what chai is? Here's... Cody, we've looked this up on a podcast before, and it is a very confusing rabbit hole. That I don't think we ever got to the bottom of, but I think essentially you're correct. Masala chai is a tea beverage made by boiling black tea in milk and water with a mixture of aromatic herbs and spices. I am very good. But chai tea is not necessarily masala chai tea. Remember, we looked in this whole thing. Cody, we're about to start World War III out of this chai tea controversy, right? We can't get too deep into it. The world is hanging on by a thread. There's chai lattes. Ugh. watermilk black tea and chai spices <laughs> but chai spices are it sounds like, like a basic indian spice blend because it's cinnamon cardamom black pepper ginger cloves star anise everything you would put in, in every curry it's curry tea fun fact <laughs> star anise tastes like licorice here's the thing i bought star anise yeah um, we- and i had never <laughs> smelled it and i was like Oh, this is just the stuff we make licorice out of? Yeah. That's what I immediately thought. I was very disappointed. Yeah. I have star anise, but I haven't made curry yet since I bought it. Here's the thing. British people love star anise. You put it in anything uh, for an American palate, you've made a mistake. You made an awful mistake because you know what Americans don't like for the most part? Licorice. Licorice. You know what's so good? For some weird reason in my brain, salted black licorice. Cody... I'm blaming it on genetics, all right? Because uh, it's something to do with that, all right? Well, here's here's what doesn't make sense. Look, ginger I like, but it's also like, that's a very British thing, gingerbread. 
Yeah. But I don't feel like gingerbreads is popular in the U.S. except for making fun houses. Okay. The other thing you put, cinnamon, which is like a dessert thing, but it's going in curry. Ginger is often a dessert thing for English stuff, but it's in curry. Sarnese should be black licorice. It's in curry. Cloves, I would mostly only ever use if I was doing like carrot cake or something like that, Uh like a spiced cake, but it's in the savory curry. The only thing that feels like it really belongs is cardamom. But that's also like, we don't use cardamom for anything in the U.S. unless we're making Indian food yeah. or whatever. What I'm saying is these are all dessert spices for not that good of desserts. Yeah. And they use it to make savory dish. So what we're, we're using it wrong is what you're saying. Probably. Next Much time like I use mole. Like, like which a is chocolate. Like chocolate mole. You never had it? Oh, yeah. I've had mole. I've I was going to say, you're you Mr. Mexican over no, here. No, I, uh, I love a good mole. I uh, went, my boss, who was Mexican, took me, my old boss, took me, Mexican restaurant, told me which mole to order. Yeah. It tasted uh, like dirt, and I didn't like it. Okay, here's the problem with mole. Yeah. This is another thing we've already discussed in this podcast, I'm certain. Because in my mind, at least, in my experience, and I've had mole, keep in mind, seven to nine times. Okay. Maybe more. Maybe 10. There's two kinds of mole. There's a Mexican mole that I believe is from Puebla that is very chocolatey and a little bit sweet. Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite mole. Then there's every other kind of mole, which is very much less chocolatey and more just like spices and spiciness and very earthy, dirt-like, like you're describing. Yes. And I've tried many times to be like, what kind of mole is this? Like, please, I just want to know which one. I like both. But my favorite is like, I'll definitely order it if it's the slightly sweet chocolatey one. Yeah. But uh, it's never that one. Here's the thing, though. It's always the dirt one. Imagine the dirt one, but without any of the spice. Mm, just like a really tasty dirt. Just like mud <laughs> slathered on your food. <laughs> like a nice oven baked mud sauce. Yes. Wow, that sounds awful. Really bad. <laughs> and I, but I pretended to like it because it, he would have thrown mm-hmm. a fit, like you wouldn't believe. Oh yeah, I haven't had mole in a minute. Let's go to the place that I had it. It I, tastes like dirt. Why are you gonna make me eat the same bad mole you had? Oh no, it's the only place I know that. Which mole? It's called Extapa. Oh, I've been to Extapa. Yeah. They have a really good dish there. And I don't know what it's called, and I can't figure it out. It's like a friend of mine ordered it once, and I was like, that is so good. I'm getting that next time. Then the next time I ordered what I thought it was, it wasn't it. I talked to a waiter, and keep in mind, I speak Spanish, which is terrible if you're white, because you're like, let's have this conversation in Spanish. And then they talked about you in English, and you're like, well, now I'm speaking good Spanish to you, and you're speaking, like, not great, you know, like, good enough Spanish, and you're speaking good enough english to me but now we're not communicating in our native anyway it made it makes it so much worse so you can never learn anything from that conversation anyway so i tried to explain like here's what it was it was like a chicken it was spicy it was red really thin cut whatever what is it called they're like i don't know idea what you're talking about sir i'm like i thought it was like a signature dish i thought it was like your main best thing you cook here I have no idea what it is. Here's what I know. I know one thing about the people at Extapa. Talk to me. They're very racist. Okay. 
The reason my mole was not spicy is because I'm white. The reason you didn't get the red chicken is because you're white. Yeah. I got uh, Diablo chicken. Or chicken uh, Diablo. I forget what they call it. I just don't like it. Because most places do it like Diablo shrimp. Mm -hmm. And here's what it is. You take ketchup. You add spices to it. You cook shrimp in it. That's what it tastes like. And it's bad. You know, like shrimp cocktail sauce is very tomatoey. And ketchup is like tomatoey, but also sweet, which only works for like, you know, some things. Unless it's Patrick bad Holmes. in seafood. It's like a bad, sweet ketchup cocktail sauce, and then they cook it, but then they make it a little bit too spicy, and then, I don't know, it's bad. What I, you're describing is Mahomes' favorite dish, probably. Right? Right. The man who puts ketchup on everything. Mm-hmm. You ever read that quote? He's a Kansas City quarterback, right? So yeah. Do you put on? Yeah, yeah. Barbecue. He's like nobody's looking. It's yes. yeah, yeah. I've I've heard I've read that one where he's like, oh yeah. If it's at a restaurant, I have to put like barbecue sauce on it. But if I get like home, if I take it home or anything, I'm definitely putting ketchup on it. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to him for your multiple things: Super Bowl win, yeah, bringing what a burger to Kansas City, oh, single handedly, <laughs> and uh, you know. Putting up a good face for, you know, not putting ketchup on your barbecue in public. Yeah. We need we need to normalize. That's not. Never mind. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm, being, I'm proud of him for not normalizing the ketchup on barbecue. So, here's one thing I thought this movie did well. It did a really good job at, like, giving you a clue of what was happening, but not showing you the whole picture, and kind of making you think about it for a minute, and then they'd show the whole picture like a minute or two later. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, so they would ask the question like, oh, whatever the, you know, they mentioned one of the Hindu gods. What is he holding in his right hand? Yeah. And then it shows that, oh, when he was a kid and this village was being raided, he saw someone dressed like that. But you didn't, couldn't see his hand, you know? So you're like, oh, wait, what was he holding? And then after a minute, they go back to like the full shot. And like, oh, he, he saw him holding the bow, you know? Yeah. Um, and it did that with uh, multiple things throughout the movie. And I thought it was really good filmmaking where it kind of draws you in and makes you think about like, oh, can I see? Is he going to remember? I'm like, do I see what happened? And yeah, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Ask the question and then show Because it's him explaining, this is how I know the answer to that question. Right. You mm-hmm. know, I know what the Hindu god was holding because the day my mom got murdered by... I'm guessing it was Hindus because they were Muslims that were right. coming. There was a kid dressed as that Hindu guy mm-hmm. holding the thing. Yeah. And it burned into my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like him sitting there thinking like, I wish I didn't know the answer to that. Like, I would be happier if I wasn't a millionaire now and I didn't know the answer. Right. It was... I thought it was good. Uh, here's what I didn't think was good. The guy who hosts the show, who was actually just the contestant, we learned... He doesn't know how to pronounce millionaire. Well, he has an accent. It just drove me crazy. Like, who wants to be a millionaire? I was like, yeah. He, that's how he said it every time, and it drove me nuts. I was like, no. I mean, that. Millionaire. I mean, he just had a very thick accent. Millionaire. <laughs> but it's like, so wrong. But I mean, like, the other guys are professional actors who are better at having less of an accent than mm-hmm. him, who's just. Well, like, dude. Dev Patel, like, was raised in the UK, you yeah. know? Or was born. I think I was born in the U.S. You know, he like grew up in the U.K. So he's a British actor with Indian parents, playing an Indian man. Yeah. Um, 
like you said, this movie wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Because yeah. the beginning, it's pretty depressing, right? Because you're like, oh, he grew up in the slums. Oh, he's being tortured for being in a game show and for yeah. doing too well in the game show. Like, it's a really depressing premise. It really paints a negative picture of India. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Which is, a, like, I've talked <clears> to so many people that have gone to India and just been like, it was such a wonderful experience and I met so many nice people and everyone was so, like, friendly and welcoming and, you know, like, it was great. <laughs> And that it, basically the exact opposite of watching an orphan growing up in India, like this movie, you know, which is rough. I have also heard of a lot of people where they'll go over to <clears throat> that area of the world, not even necessarily India, but just India or like Southeast Asia. A really was, poor yeah. part of where they're Southeast like, Asia you just got to be ready to be robbed, you know? You know, if somebody pulls a knife on you and asks for your money, you just got to be prepared for that and roll with it. It was the best three months of my life. <laughs> it's like Because they lost their visa and it took them yeah. two months to try to get back. And, and it's like, why? What? It's like the same where some guys I've seen go to like, uh, there's a couple countries in Africa that are real popular to go to. Mm-hmm. It's the same way where they're like, yeah, it's great. As long as you have somebody from the country with you and you don't leave the side of your guide ever or yeah. you'll die. Mm-hmm. But what if you stay with them and then it's the best time? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'd rather just go to like New York and have to check my pockets every few minutes, yeah. you know? And it's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, now I got to cancel my credit cards. That sucks. Yeah. It is like a stressful thought going to a whole new country, basically like a new world, you know? It's like, oh, this is a different yeah. culture, different language, different everything. Yeah. Completely different extreme, right? Especially if like, oh, I come from a first world country. I'm just going to visit a third world country and... Yeah. Yeah. If you, a... if you could go to any country, like say I gave you a blank check to go spend two weeks anywhere else in the world except for the U.S. Yeah. Where would you go? The thing is, my wife and I have been struggling with this question. Because I can take a sabbatical after I've been at my job for seven years. Yeah. So I can get like a month off of work and just yeah. do like whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, that would be a perfect chance for us to like go and do some travel. Yeah. So let's save up and go. And it's like, but where? You know? I don't know. Because there's a lot of places I'd like to visit. Part of me is like, wouldn't it be cool do like a classic thing you know let me go to europe and do some pick a european country or something part of me is like let me do the hipster thing and do like a less thought of country the other part of me is like i just want to check out japan for a while you yeah. know i don't know i think japan's kind of on the top of my list right now just uh i don't know i like japanese food and i like getting to try like really authentic different foods and i feel like it'd be a really cool place to go and eat like real japanese japanese food and they have i don't know japan is what i would say right now what'd you say my knee-jerk reaction is sweden is a country i would like to go to yeah my wife wants to go to uk sure so that's probably where we'll go if we ever yeah country we've been we've been contemplating Ireland, too, is kind of on my list as well. Yeah. Ireland sounds like a good one. But the nice thing is, like, especially... I've heard Iceland is great. For for people like us that grew up in, you know, like... Because you grew up kind of out in the country. 
in California, right? But you were, you had to drive to get to places. It's not like you walked to your friend's house, right? So your whole life, you. I had friends. You can walk to their house in Victorville when it's like a billion degrees, and it's twenty miles to the nearest th- something. I don't you got, know. Okay, I need I to take Victor you to Victorville sometime. You sure? What me I think the you train think tracks. Victorville is. I think you think Victorville. Look, Grand Theft Auto Five. I think you think it's just like that. Well, I mean, for one, you have said multiple occasions on the podcast that it's just like that. Two, you showed me the most sketchy part of Victorville on yeah. Google Maps. Three, I don't know. I assume it's kind of like the area we live now, where you there's stuff, but you got to drive to the grocery store. Yeah, sure. Versus like people who grew up in like a bigger city like L.A. or something, you know. Well, first off, there's a song about how nobody walks in L.A. Yeah. But let's use the example of New York. That's a great example. Yeah. Where you can like get around transit walking. Walk. Or like European, a lot of European cities are like that. Yeah. What's the point? Point is, drive. If I told you, oh, this sweet restaurant that I want to go to is forty-five minutes away, is that restaurant off the table forever, or is it like, oh yeah, let's go there? Oh, if I was in California, yeah, yeah, I've driven that to go to restaurants. So what I'm saying is, regular. if you go to the UK, mm-hmm. you got to jump, st- you got to head start on all those people because I listen to podcasts, I watch shows people in the uk and they're like oh i haven't been to see my parents in 18 years because who wants to drive all the way to swindon and it's like how far away is swindon it's an hour and a half it's like what you the your your culture conquered the planet at one point all right well how is that far for you yeah yeah and you know it is interesting because yeah, I remember in my college town, everybody walked everywhere because it's a tiny town. It's a tiny town. You walk everywhere. You drive a mile to the grocery store. Yeah. Or you drive 30 minutes away, and that's where, like, the big movie theater and stuff is, you know? And that's it. You don't really go other places. So it's like if someone's 30 minutes away, that's far. But growing up in California, if I wanted to go do something cool, it was at least an hour away, maybe two hours away. And it was, yeah, so driving 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour to a restaurant is not a big deal at all. And then moving here to Kansas City, everything is, it's a much smaller city and like people are not, you don't want to deal with traffic and there's a lot less. It's like traffic's a bigger deal. You know, it's just, it's interesting how your, your, everything scales up and down based on where you live. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you go UK, you rent a car, go all over the place. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. I just had this thought the other day. I was curious to see how big the UK is. Oh. So, the UK is basically the size of Colorado and Wyoming, as far as, like... Yeah. Which is... Wow. So, I mean, it's probably, what, like, six to eight hours to get from one, from the bottom to the top? Yeah. Driving? Yeah. It's so weird to think about. It's weird, too, to think about how varied the accents and culture is in all of the UK. Yeah. Or it's like, the US is so big, so it's like, oh, the South... I don't know, I just feel like everything's way more spread out, and there's less, like... But there's still, like... The same amount of diversity in a much smaller space in the UK, you know? Yeah. All right, well, I guess... Uh... It's how they understand India on such a deep level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also because they uh, conquered it and ruled it for a long time. For like, I don't know, 100, 200 many. million years. So, uh, so that's the, sh- that's the movie most of the movie and i think you kind of move into the end 
Yeah, where it stops focusing. It's not doing the Now we're not doing the back and forth. Now it's like, oh, here's the final question and here's what's going to happen. And I, this is the part that I really think where the movie shined and, and got me. Like the ending, it was beautiful, right? Because the brother finally made the decision. He's like, hey, Latika, get out of here. Take my car. Get it. I'll take care. I'll take care of the guy. You know, like the mob boss. Um, yeah. And so he finally did, you know, he finally, instead of taking her away from Dev Patel, I probably should use character names. Um, he finally was like, I'm going to make things right. Like, you, Jamal, you need to be free. Jamal, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was really great and then he's on the show so that she can see him and everyone's watching because they want to see if he's gonna answer you know get the final question right and he uses the phone a friend and he calls his brother's phone and she's got the brother's phone in the car (laughs) so like she has to run back to the car and she answers the phone with like not even a second to spare and i don't know it was beautiful and they, they got to talk for a moment and the question was about the three musketeers and neither of them knew the answer, but like they still, you know, they got to talk and I, it just, it was, it was for everything, you know, the, for a movie being about like, Oh, he just knew all the answers and he didn't know. I didn't realize there were two of the answers that he didn't know. Yeah. Maybe really three, I guess, because there's one, he does the, does the ask an audience. Cause it was about like something, a banner on the nation's flag or something. What does it say? Yeah. And then the other one was about a cricket player and the host tried to trick him into picking the wrong answer. Yeah. And it, which is, that was, I love that twist where like he calls his bluff where he's like, oh, he wrote B on the mirror, right? So I would see it, does 50 50, and then picks the other answer. And that's, it just, I thought that was a great twist. Yeah. And then the last one, he just guesses, <laughs> like, which I, yeah. which I didn't, I didn't realize. Um, and so he just guesses, he guesses A. He's like, why A? He's like, because. Hey, <laughs> like, yeah, just which guys on a, like he doesn't care if he gets it right because he or at that point right because he calls and it's her and she's like I'm fine I'm and he's like hey who cares mm-hmm. like, and he's all smiley and like I've done what I came here to do yeah like who cares if I win or not at this point it was that was really cool and it was so cool I don't know just the cinematography of it all just played it out so beautifully right and he wins and that's great but then even them just like connecting in the train platform and him running across the tracks like that whole i don't know it was just it was really like emotionally fulfilling after such like a dark and difficult journey to get there i don't know it's one of you know a lot of these oscar movies they just are depressing yeah and so when someone can give you that like breadth of emotion but still like bring you up and give you this beautiful romantic ending i don't know it's it's not easy to do i I was really impressed by it and i thought it was very moving and that's what i think made the movie great yeah that combination and that range yeah well i mean you heard me at the very end there right where like i was so tense and then it ended it went to credits and i was like Oh, thank goodness. Because you know, I was like, something's going to happen. Her head's going to explode because she got shot by the mobster who didn't really die or something. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. I'm like, this is not going to end well. But it did end well. It did. Um, it did. I liked it. One, one thing I never got. How did he get on the show? I think they kept acting like it was going to be like, oh, he called in, he did it. But it, they don't think they ever explained how he got on the show. Because they mentioned, how did you get on the show? 
Someone asks the question, but they don't answer it. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I was not alone on that. Because he asked the question, and then it's like, oh, call to be on the show, and his friend has him cover for him. Mm-hmm. But he ends up calling... Um, the brother? The brother. I don't know. And then he meets with the brother, and we all just kind of forgot, oh, he never answered the question of how did he get on yeah. the show. Well, that's fine. And I did think it was interesting they uh, showed the kiss at the end, because I guess I didn't know if it was if this counted as a Bollywood movie or not. But I guess it was just, it was an English director and it wasn't really done by like an American or English studio, I guess is what I read. Yeah. So I I thought that was interesting because it was a big deal when Parasite won Best Picture. But it wasn't because it was a foreign movie that won Best Picture. It was because it was a non-English language movie to win Best Picture because that hadn't happened before. This, I saw, this this was the second completely foreign made movie. Right. Where it didn't receive any funding from an American studio. Mm Mm-hmm. The first one being, uh, gosh, I'll look it up. But it was only the second time. It was an older movie. It yeah, been a while. From the 70s or 80s, right? Yeah. So anyway, I was a little, about the Bollywood, I was just surprised when they showed the kiss at the end. Because mm-hmm. I know that's not a thing in Bollywood movies. Because it's like very controversial to show kissing in India. Like it's very risque. It would be like having a sex scene in the movie, basically. Yeah. But it was so. a British director right like so that so movie, that's the so. thing is it wasn't it wasn't really a bot i just didn't know where it fell but i guess it isn't really a bothered movie just yeah about india they do the dance thing at the end though. they do yeah, that's the other thing is they do the dance thing and i was I, i'm gonna be honest i was a little disappointed in the dance because they kept cutting away to do the credits and then going yeah. back to that and i just wanted to show the dance and maybe roll the credits next to it or like well, that's what you get when it's not a real ball. I just movie. wanted to watch the dance because it looked like they worked really hard on it. It did. But it was funny, too, because it's like, oh, Dev Patel, you're not a dancer. But I, they were having fun, and that was fun. I mean, that's, you know, that's the best part of every Bollywood movie, right? Is the very, At the end, they're doing the dance, and you have everybody. They're not all dancers, but mm-hmm. they're just having a good time. Yeah. You know? Having fun with it. They're all smiling. You could watch the worst most depressing movie <laughs> and they're gonna end it with a dance number and yeah. it's gonna be so fun for mm-hmm. everyone i don't know that i've ever seen like a true bollywood film no i don't think i have do they do the dance at the end of the bollywood action movies yes what i think every single bollywood movie Gosh, as far right. as i know at least all the ones i've ever seen um you know what you know what uh this movie reminded me of it reminded me of The Princess Bride. Remember in The Princess Bride how Carrie Ells is like, don't worry, true love has got us. And then the whole time Buttercup, Princess Buttercup is like, yeah, but it could never work. And then she kind of <laughs> just ruins it the whole time. And then finally, through sheer force of will and heroism, like Carrie Ells is like, did it, got it. Can we be in love now, please? And that's what this kind of reminded like, Dev Patel never gave up, and he always believed that, you know, it could work out, and it, their relationship meant so much to him, and she was always kind of just like, no, the world would never let it be, and this, um, it's not, no, it can't, I was just like, he's gonna do it, <laughs> just believe him, look, he's on the show, he's doing the thing, He's he found you like six times by just knowing your first name in a country of like, how many billion people live in India? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's like, come on. 
he's gonna do it just accept it already anyways yeah. that's what this kind of reminded me of yeah i did like how they did the very it's like classic india kind of thing i feel like right because i've seen like children's cartoons and stuff made mm-hmm. in india get in trouble for racist stuff just because mm-hmm. like you know like she got the cut on the side of her face mm-hmm. and i know there's so there's a lot with like beauty culturally there mm. where that kind of thing like that would be like oh her getting horribly burned in an american film okay like she's ruined she's disfigured throw her away yeah and i'm like i would say it's really funny because i'm like it's such little imperfections that they give these girls and yeah. it's like ruined like just a little recently there was a kids cartoon right they they received a lot of backlash from the international community because it was like a white it was animated. It was a white girl, and she got brown, and she was horribly disfigured. Oh, no. And then oh, the no. so what ended up happening was like the studio had to come out and be like, "Okay, so we didn't realize you guys didn't know what's going on." Yeah, it's a uh, it's Laputa a, type situation, yeah. but so much worse. <laughs> well, it's like he's the, apparently there. It's like so being pale and stuff is a very like it's. A beautiful thing like, like if you're super it's like pale. A, it's kind of goes back to like a class thing right like if you're yeah. rich you didn't work and so you weren't outside all the time so you had light skin which is more desirable yeah. right it's a sign of your wealth than like attractiveness so she gets cursed to be ugly <laughs> and she just turns <laughs> oh, no. brown and they're like no it's this is what it's supposed to be it's a cultural oh, thing and everybody's like nope you don't get this cultural thing all right of all the cult no you don't oh, get this my one goodness. and it's just really funny so it's kind of like that. It's wow. like this super beautiful woman, like cut on the side of her face. That's interesting. But, um, wow. Well. So, also, I think it was in the last song. Is it Jaho? So the yeah. name of the songs. There was like some Spanish in there. I noticed there was like a few. There was like a little Spanish break. They did like a couple lines in Spanish. I was very confused. I was like, this is an Indian song with yeah. some like a little Spanish feature. I was very confused. I wonder if. Hear me out. Yeah. Because commonly, especially in American music, which, you know, propagates throughout the world pretty aggressively, Uh there's a lot of singing song and then two lines in the Spanish and then the rest of the song, right? Yeah. It's very common. Yeah. So something that was common, I think, maybe it was when missionaries or something were going out or something. Anyway... It was really common with a lot of like, cause you know, people who will like speak in English and then they'll get heated and they'll switch to their, if the English is their second language, they switch to that. Right. So there's places in the world where they were taught how to speak by people who English was their second language. Okay. They were taught English by that. So they'll, they find that's what they'll do. If they're telling like a story, they'll say it in English. And then when it gets to the peak, they'll switch to like Spanish or Portuguese or whatever the person's first language is. Here's okay. Here's an alternate explanation. Yeah, it really was Bruno Mars, <gasps> and he did a couple. He did a little Spanish bar in the song. But why isn't there any Yiddish in it? Because it's Jewish. <laughs> oh my goodness! I or would... Celtic. Nailed it. English, right? Was he part English? Well, I didn't. I... All <laughs> right. Part Jewish, part Spanish, part Puerto Rican, part Filipino. Oh, okay. What's the fil- what's what are the what's the language in Philippines? Tagalog or Cebuano? Tagalog is the main language, I believe. Tagalog. Why wasn't 
wasn't that. But isn't Tagalog the language that's like not anybody's like native language? It's like the main default one, but I don't know. I think like Cebuano is spoken in a couple major cities. So it'd be like, oh, here's the language we speak in LA and New York. And then in all the Midwest and South and Northeast, Northwest, it's, uh, you know. Actually, I take it back. Right? That's what I understand. That's what I understand. It's like there's concentrated areas of Cebuano, and then the rest of the country is like, oh, yeah, everyone speaks Tagalog. Have you, do you ever know any guys who went and lived in the Philippines for a while? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know a few people. D- d- so I knew one of the guys that went to like more, I guess, the rural spot where it's like you're popping islands all the time. Okay. And he's like, yeah, they told me that you learn Tagalog and that's good. And then you'll pick up dialects. He's like, there were 117 distinct, unrecognizable languages in his mission. In his like area that he traveled around in. And it was like, he's like, yep. Yeah. And you got to pick them all up if you're going to teach and talk to people. Talk to people. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing in like Guatemala, Guatemala City. They're like, yeah, there's 80 dialects spoken in Guatemalan City. Yeah. But it, most people in Guatemala speak Spanish until you get really out into like villages and stuff. And it's like, no, we don't even speak Spanish. We just, this is the dialect we've been speaking for 2,000 years. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's not Spanish. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, okay, well, that's tricky. Um, it, but everyone I've talked to, all my friends who went to the Philippines spoke Tagalog. Yeah. So I didn't have any that went to like Cebuano parts. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think, yeah. He just, I remember he, the area he was in was specifically like so yeah, broken where he's so, like, I mean, if you're going to islands, then yeah, where it's like, chance they have their own language. Yeah. But it was just funny because they told him, you know, like if you're going to Mexico or something where it's like, oh yeah, you know, like you learn Spanish, you might run into someone who their first language was like whatever language the Maya spoke, but they'll probably speak like at least Quiche some or Spanish, something. you know? Yeah, and then he's like, "Yeah," and then you roll up and you're like, "Hey, my name's this in Tagalog," and they're like, "I have no idea what you just said." I've spoken to people in the United States from Guatemala and been like, "Hola, cómo está, me llamo," like that whole thing, and they're just like shake their head. They're like, "Sorry," I like they can greet you in Spanish because they're like, "Yeah, I know that I look, I know that I am from Guatemala, and I look like all these other people speak Spanish, but I cannot converse with you." Like I've <laughs> I've had that interaction. It is a very confusing interaction because then you're like, I tried English, I tried Spanish. You are from we've. I figured out you're from Guatemala, and I do not know how to talk to you. Yeah, you start so, writing just the Pictionary. That's what you got. I can to. say I can say Tachia up. I can say that, and that is is that Kiche? It might be Kiche. Why are you? That's it. Like I know. That's all. That's all I can say. And if you respond to me, then I will assume that you said I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I know. That's all. That's as far as we can get. You've run into so many people who are being sex trafficked, asking for help, and you're like, "That's good. I'm glad you did <laughs> yeah. so good." What does that mean in English or Spanish? <laughs> How can we bridge this gap? So, uh, I don't know. Uh, this, according to. IMDb, this came straight to DVD. Its it was first release to. was to DVD. I thought I said it almost did. I didn't think it... I don't know if it had, like, came out as a theatrical release first. I think once it did well, maybe then it came to theaters. Because the fact I read was it was almost released straight to DVD. Oh, okay. Instead of getting a theatrical release. So it's like they they thought about it, and then they thought, maybe not, you know? 
Interesting. You've had those moments. I've thought about things and then I decided not. Um, this movie did win eight Oscars. Oh, when it first came out, it also was uh, rated PG-13. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, this is too intense. Like, it's too dark and intense. Let's make it R. But because it's such a low-budget movie and they were already releasing it, they were like, yeah, we don't have the studio budget to, like, change it back to PG-13 or, like, make the tweaks we need to to make it PG-13. Anyway, so it's just like, all right, it's rated R, I guess. Yeah. So that's why I was very confused. It's a flip. It's a flip-flopper. Yeah. So uh, do you want to talk about the eight Academy Awards? Yeah. Well, I guess before we do that, it is just interesting to me where it's like, Movies PG-13. Movies are. Uh, sorry, it's too late to change it. <laughs> like, you know, whereas if this was a Marvel movie, it's like, no, we're going to get it to PG-13. How many yeah. times do you want to review it? Like, let's get this sorted out. It's interesting yeah. how that Well, I mean, works. it's all... It comes back to, at the end of the day, the, you know, movies are rated by, you know, Midwest People at the moms. Time. Yeah, and it's like, it's not the same Midwest moms every time, right? Yeah. You can only be in the MPAA if you have kids of a certain age. Yeah. And at and some I point, think, it's like, sorry, you're not a parent of a child in this age range, so you well, I think you can only be part of it for two years or something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like a term limit kind of thing. Sure. My wife was like, oh, I could do that. And I'm like, well, we have to have teenage children, I think, so yeah. you got to wait a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to wait at least three months. Yeah. All right. Eight Oscars. Let's run through them. Go ahead. No, I want you to guess. Uh, best supporting actress. That's probably wrong. Incorrect, sir. Best supporting actor. Nope. Best original soundtrack. Oh. Uh, yeah, original score. Oh, that's different. Music written for pictures, original song. Yeah, song and score. Oh. Got song and score. That's two different awards or one award? Yeah. So there's an award for original score and there's an award for just best song. And that's how like, that's how musicals that aren't very good adaptations of stage musicals get Oscars. Cause it's like, well, this song was really good. The movie wasn't great. That's how cats will get a nomination for an Academy Award. It's like, Don't well, yeah, Jennifer Hudson did a great job singing so memory. So you're going to get an Oscar nod for that. But your movie was bad. Nobody wants it, Cody. So anyway, yes, it got it from music and song. It's a movie filmed in India with a bunch of Indian people dressed like they would normally be dressed. Oh, wait. So, costume? Oh. Oh, it was nominated for two of its original songs, but only one for one because there's only one award to give. Anyway, all right. Next. The costume design? Oh, oh, oh. No. What? I'm... All right, sound mixing, oh. one. Uh, film editing, oh. one. Cinematography, one. Oh. Adapted screenplay, one. Oh. Di- best achievement in directing, Danny Boyle, one. Oh. And best motion picture. It's oh. pretty impressive. It also got nominated for sound editing. Oh. I didn't think of this as like a sound movie, but uh, it was good. Yeah. So there you go. It's pretty impressive. I like how on its uh, British film poster it says the feel-good film of the decade. Did you feel good watching this film? Here's the thing. Um, I felt good at the end of the film. <laughs> does, that, does that count? And honestly, it's kind of the same vibe. If you liked this, maybe check out Lion. But it is rough. Lion is so rough for like most of the movie. And then kind of at the end, it's like, 
hey, here's some really raw emotions for you to deal with. And you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds great. It sounds awesome. It is a good movie, but it is just like kind of wrecks you. Um, But, you know, there's also positive in it as well. Um, Here's what I was kind of curious about. 2000, the Oscars of this year, I was kind of curious who it was up against. Um, yeah. but sometimes it's hard. Okay. It's hard. So, oh, that was the year Sean Penn won Best Actor for Milk. Oh. And Heath Ledger won The Dark Knight. It's just, this can't be the right year. I'm trying to get to the, yeah, no, this is the same. So this one was up against, um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, mm. Changeling, The Dark Knight, The Reader, Australia, those were Revolutionary Road. Wow, Frost Nixon, that's a good movie. Yeah, that's an interesting mix of films. But yeah, that's what it was kind of up up against that year. Have you seen Australia? Mm mm. Yeah. Bailey wants to make me make wants to make me watch it. Yeah, she does. I I we haven't watched it. Yeah. So that's an interesting list of movies. Oh yeah. And I think that was. Is this when it was uh, when it was Best Picture was only five movies? I don't think they had changed it yet. They changed it at one point? Oh, yeah. It, so for a while, it was five pictures could be nominated. And I think now it's up to ten can be nominated. So it can be like, oh, there's eight nominations this year. Uh, we'll do nine, just depending on how the voting works. So uh-huh. you can have like between like five and ten movies nominated for Best Picture now. Whereas for a long time, it was I think it was only five movies. That's nuts. Yeah. That is a weird list of movies. Yeah. It's a weird year. You know? I, I really like this one. Is this one that you would recommend to uh, other humans? Yeah, I think so. Because I think there's like... I don't think there's really anything that makes it inaccessible to certain people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where it's like... I think you can, you'll enjoy it if you enjoy movies. Yeah. I would have to. I would recommend it to to most people. I mean, I think a lot of people saw it at the time when it came out. Yeah. But you know, it's not one. You know, it's one like The Office makes fun of when uh, Michael and Holly are making a sketch for like the company picnic. They do slum. What are they? Slum Dundon Mifflin Air is what their <laughs> is what their interpretation. So like, I think you know, it's kind of it's in the nice. the culture. But I, it's a it's a good one, and I think as long as you're kind of prepared to deal with the rough parts of the movie, just yeah. know that I, there is like a, a, I think the ending is really worth it and, and can lift you up. It's the yeah. feel, feel good movie of the year. Of the decade. <laughs> of the girl. decade. Feel, uh, that's a rough pitch. I don't know if I would put it that way, but it is, it's a good one. It is good. I'm glad I watched it. Was it worth the 12 year wait? I don't know. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's probably one of the most successful movies we've watched, you know, because it's in that range of the super small budget. Small budget, but good. really blew up and won all those awards, so. Yeah. Dev Patel, I do love Dev Patel. Yeah, you do. He's uh, he's, a, he's in Newsroom. <gasps> he's in Lion. He's in the David Copper movie we're going to see sometime. David yeah. Copperfield. So, uh, yeah. Everybody thinks his name is Dave Patel. Dave Patel. 
And uh, he actually was dating the girl from some Southern like Millionaire for like years. They were together for a long time, him and the main lady. But she's horribly disfigured. Well, you know, what matters is not the scar on your face, but the color of your skin, as yeah. we've learned from, <laughs> from the, the so cartoon funny. you told me about. Yeah. Now, so, granted that, you know, I just want to say that may have been interpreted as also insensitive and racist in India. I'm just saying that was the defense of the people making yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. Hey, I'm not defending the cartoon. Tyler is defending the cartoon. Look, it's a princess. She gets cursed by a witch. So now she was white and now she's brown. If you think that's racist. If you racist, think that's worse, then that's on you. <laughs> that's you being racist. Exactly. If you think I'm racist, then you're racist. <laughs> uh, I uh, I like this movie. I think you should check it out. And uh, thank you for listening. Is there anything else to say? Nah. I agree. You can find us. Here's what I've learned. Everybody downloads us on Apple Podcasts, so I don't even care to mention the other apps anymore. But we're on them. Because you're not paying attention. But they're, we're, we are everywhere. And uh, much like Mark, our friend Mark Zuckerberg, we are everywhere. Yeah. And you can share us. And also you can tweet at me, at Opinion Havers. Which is always, a lo- you know, just bustling with activity. Our, the Twitter page, it's, you know, it's an exciting place to be. Yeah. And I'd love to have you there. And I love... For you to yell at me on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and until next time, watch movies and have opinions. Have you seen Danny Boyle's picture on uh, IMDb yet? Does he look like Detective Boyle? Um, uh, you know, in a way, he does. I'm just gonna show you his face, and uh, you tell me how you feel inside. Describe it. Describe your feelings. Aroused?